You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rutkin from Newstalk ZB. And joining me now is Newstalk ZB political editor, Jason Walls. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for being with us because I know you've had a busy week. You have, of course, been with the Prime Minister in China and it was a pretty crazy schedule. The Prime Minister's worked quite hard for New Zealand in the last week. Um, Jason, was it a success? Well, I think if you take the trip in two parts, the first part of the trip definitely was a success. I mean, meeting with Xi Jinping is obviously off the charts a great thing to happen. I mean, he's one of few world leaders to actually get a meet and greet like that. I mean, it does happen um, a dime a dozen for other world leaders across the world going to meet with them. But Xi Jinping is actually quite a, a, a historic meet for this prime minister. It's definitely one of the biggest meetings that he's had so far. Um, we were all talking about how the fact he's only really talked to um, Anthony Albanese and a couple of other Pacific leaders since he came into office. But actually, when we were on the plane yesterday, he came down to have a chat with us and actually reminded us that we had all forget forgot that he'd met with um, Rishi Sunak when he was in the UK. And we were like, oh, that's right, the King's coronation. That was such a whirlwind <laughs> trip as well. But that big meeting, Xi Jinping, um, was ex- was successful. The Chinese media, a lot of it, um, albeit state-owned media, were very complimentary of the trip and said, you know, this is great. Um, it's good to see New Zealand here. I mean, some of it was just t- a little bit too fawning. I thought the, the Chinese media coverage, but in all, I think the first part of the trip, yes. The second part of the trip, um, the more the Shanghai leg, you know, it was, it was business focused. It was a lot of speeches, a lot of events. So, you know, it was always going to be something for, you know, the TV cameras to sit, point and shoot at him in various different places, but it was overshadowed by the Kitty Allen saga back home. Yeah, we'll touch on that in just a moment. So so what do we achieve out of this trip? Well, a lot of it is because China, politics and business are so inextricably linked that to get somebody like the prime minister who's meeting with Xi Jinping and then kind of doing a little bit of a tour over there really does help um, Kiwi businesses break down or kick down some of the doors um, in China because those two things are so inextricably linked. I was talking to one um, business leader um, on the the 29-strong business delegation that said that they actually had more um, accomplishments in the last couple of days in China than they had in 10 years because of the fact the prime minister and the government were leading this delegation. So I think in that area, it's a success. And interestingly, um, they brought the champions of Timatatini along and they basically opened every event with these um, award-winning kapahakas, which re- the Chinese um, um, state media and all the other um, the, the delegation from China over there really loved it. In fact, they had a photo on the Great Wall of China that went viral over there. So I thought it was a really good way of bringing a New Zealand cultural aspect to this trip. And Jason, as you mentioned, uh, Chris Hipkins has met a few other leaders, but he was thrown in the deep end a little bit with this trip. Did he perform well? Well, you could definitely tell that he was not really in his element to start off with. I mean, he said before the trip, he hasn't never really held any foreign affairs like portfolios. And he, I think the way that I describe it is he was a bit trepidatious. He looked at the, um, the video that came out a few months ago of Justin Trudeau, um, talking to Xi Jinping, where Xi Jinping had a major go at him in front of news cameras saying that he had, it's not the way that you conduct diplomacy, the way that he spoke to media afterwards. 
afterwards and after the sta- the media stand up when he was talking to us about the Xi Jinping meeting he was very 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 cautious not to convey anything that happened from the Chinese side he would say oh I talked about this and I raised this issue but he would never say what Xi Jinping and the Chinese leadership raised with him and you could see that he used this phrase um, warm and constructive about eight times in one media briefing um, because he really wanted to get that point across and be very careful about what he said. So a little bit of trepidation around the whole foreign par- policy issue, but not to say that he completely um, went like mecked, mucked it up. I think yeah. it was just him being very cautious. And of course, he was very keen for it to look like a warm and constructive week, but he was distracted by what was happening back at home, this Kiriallan's stuff. How frustrated is he with issues popping up with his ministers? How much does this hurt him as a prime minister? Oh, I think he'd be extremely frustrated that these things keep happening. And I think the thing that he probably is quite upset about is that a lot of these technically, technically speaking, aren't his fault. I mean, the Kitty Allen accusations, the first one that was brought up, happened before he was the, before he was the prime minister. And so a couple of these issues that he's had to deal with, such as the Michael Wood, a lot of the Michael Wood saga, happened before he was the prime minister. And what it is, is it's a huge distraction. Instead of being over in China talking about these issues in terms of how he's been able to kick down the door to help these businesses succeed, a lot of the focus has been on the Kitty Allen saga and these allegations of a workplace that has been um, hard for some staff to manage. So he's really had to jump into defense mode for the minister, who is definitely under pressure now. And I think there is a, there's two schools of thought around this whole thing. The first is that Kitty, Kitty Allen it drives an extremely tough workplace. We've seen these stories come out about people complaining about that, that she, quote, yelled and screamed at them over the phone and that it's just not appropriate and then she's gone too far. The other school of thought is that some public service servants just can't really handle that sort of environment where it's a fast-paced high-pressure ministerial office and they've turned to the media for this um it's i mean i can't cast an aspersion either way because i haven't talked to any of these sources but these seem to be the two schools of thought thank you so much jason uh enjoy the rest of your sunday i hope you get a little bit of time off Uh, appreciate your time this morning for more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.